1: Big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor because a healthy body is a sexy body. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Modern Love Radio. We are always delighted to share the most innovative and we think the most interesting take on modern love. And tonight we're going to talk about something you would never necessarily put in the realm of relationship and modern love. That is the minute method. And we're not talking about the the mighty minute, if you know what I mean. We're talking about, that was a sexual reference for those who don't know, we're talking about meditation. And our guest tonight is Carla Mankin, who wrote a book called The Minute Method. And she's going to share with us How she's had some very dramatic experiences that have led her to discover the minute method, to discover the value of meditation. And for those who aren't sure about this show, I say hang on to your hats because you're going to learn something tonight that will change your life and especially your love life, your love life for the better. Okay, Carla, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you, Dr. Brandon. Good to be with you.
1: It's a pleasure. Now, did I say your last name correctly? Because I want to make sure I pronounced it right. Uh,
0: it's Man Carey.
1: Man Carey. Great. Yes. Thank you. Okay. I appreciate sure. that. So, Carla, tell us about you. How did you come to be interested at all in meditation? What led you on the path or what put you on the path? It
0: was a difficult journey. Um I started out in, I'm 82 now, so it's a long journey. I uh, started out as a, thank you, I started out as a retarded child. I was labeled as retarded. So I was kind of uh, withdrawn from the world for a number of years and was held back in school three years. So it was a difficult childhood. However, I, speaking of love, the one thing I had which I wish every child had, was I, I was loved by my parents. So no matter what went on in the schools and with the peers, uh, when I entered back into my home, I was always loved and accepted. And that made now a difference.
1: what did at school, Carla? What was going on with you in school?
0: Well, naturally, being held three times back, you know, you're larger than the other kids. I was dumber than the other kids. So I was always... Um, ignored. Uh, when the class would pick sides to for a spelling bee or something, I was never chosen. I was the last one in line left standing and had to go with, you know, they got stuck with me in other words. It was it was not just embarrassing. It it was shameful. It it had all the feelings of not being wanted. So uh realizing that you weren't in the same as others and knowing you were not considered bright uh but so I was just eventually pushed through the grades because there was nothing else they could do for me and it wasn't that they didn't try I just wasn't in this world I guess yet so uh I, you know I always after years later when I became a psychologist myself I always taught parents please be patient some children take a while, you know, at their own pace to come into this world, and they might be behind a while. Because when I did get get grew and, and I did become an adult, I went into the service for three years, the Air Force, and when I came out, I ended up at a junior college and then into uh, the University of South Carolina in Columbia for, to acquire, attain a um undergraduate degree in psychology and then went on to get a master's degree so you know you never know when your child is going to really come out of that shell
1: that is such a story and thank you for giving parents because just today i was talking with parents who are very concerned about their child and saying you know they think there's something really wrong and i said you know, oh, don't don't jump don't jump to conclusions. Every oh. child has a genius and clearly your genius was waiting to be awakened.
0: Yes. Uh, people uh, parents have done you know this business of competing so early with your child with others. It's just heartbreaking. What it does is really set them back instead of helping them to come forward. The fact that I was just totally accepted and loved, as I was by my parents, certainly must have made a difference with me, because uh, it was a cruel world out there, and I totally withdrew from it. And and I was, I guess, 28 or 30 before I came out, because that's when I ended up going back to school and, uh, you know, a couple, like the College of Charleston, when I went there to talk with the dean, he laughed at me and said, there's no way you can go to college. You better study and go go to high school and get a degree. <laughs> and, you know, they were very discouraging, but I was determined to do it because I was ready. So readiness is very important. And
1: well, I just children have to are... say this, Carla. Your story's amazing, but I just have to say this. For those who've been told you can't do it, I want you to remember Carla, okay?
0: (laughs) Yeah, you can do anything you really set your mind to, but it does passion and discipline. When I really decided this was what I wanted because i thought i was mistreated as a child and i saw other children being mistreated and abused in that respect because they weren't considered bright enough i decided i wanted that's when i decided i wanted to be a psychologist which of course was you know crazy at the time too but what i did was i went to an elementary school in our neighborhood and i bought their books their used books and i studied at night and I I was studying backward to come forward, because now I was ready. Here I was a full-grown adult, 28 years old. But you see, I was ready. And that's the difference. Age, it's only a number. You you, you have to realize that with your children, that it's all right. Bring them along with love, and they'll, they'll turn out fine as an adult. So I did f- prove them wrong, yes. I went on and got my degrees and and eventually got even certified as a counseling psychologist. But with all that work and heartache, I ended up, when I went to get a master's degree, <laughs> my choice wasn't the brightest, I went to an all-black college in Orangeburg, South Carolina. And this was the late 60s. So oh, run, wow. And I was there when the riots occurred, and we had three young men killed at our campus. It was a horrifying experience, but I didn't go to be brave. I went there because I was selfish. I now had to have a master's degree to continue counseling. So I chose this school because it was closer to home. I was living in Charleston, South Carolina. So and the, and the dean said I could do it in one year, which usually it takes two years. For all the because the state was going to pay for it. For all those reasons, I went not not because I was being brave. I had no idea what it would be like. I was a segregationist, a very strong one. So I thought I was doing them a favor. Well, let me tell you, <laughs> I wasn't doing anybody a favor. They didn't want me on that campus, and they they made sure I knew it. So it was a difficult uh, the first semester was unbelievably difficult because I ate alone. I'd go in a classroom, I'd be surrounded by empty chairs and so I had to spend the first semester winning them over. And eventually, when I realized, you know, I wasn't wanted here, I was going to have to do the uh be the one to win them over. I did. But then the riots broke out and here we had all kinds of of um, people being harmed. And here's where love comes in, Doctor Brenda. Like I've never felt in my life, and changed my life, my heart. These 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 young black people, and and the older ones, because I was now in, in graduate schools, and I was attending those classes at night, which is very dangerous on that campus. But I was doing it, and and those those black adults would would. Get on each side of me, when I'd go to my car, I'd have to walk a couple blocks to make sure that I got to my car safely. They would look after me on campus. I found out what real love was all about, and it had nothing to do with color. So they entirely changed my life. And when I finished a year at that college, I was not the same person as went in, because now I had a heart. And I was totally, my views of, of, of race had totally changed. So it, you know, it, it makes yeah, a difference. You had
1: a, you had a firsthand experience of being the one who was judged because of how you looked.
0: Of my wow. color, you're right. I was white now in a black world whereas they were constantly going out into a white world, being black. I was totally in reverse, and I knew now what it was like to live like that, to be isolated, to be invisible. This was the worst thing. I was invisible on that campus when I first went, and it was the most horrifying ex- uh, experience I could have gone through. And and that is what broke my heart, and it broke it for the, for for the better. Because so what do you mean was- when you?
1: Yeah, go ahead because I want to know what you mean by. No, no, it, go ahead. I broke it for the better. Now everybody, by the way, if you want to join the conversation, or if you have questions for Carla, you can call us at three four seven seven six nine seven. Let me make sure I get this number right. Seven three three one. Hold on one second because I think I'm giving you guys a bum steer. I'm going to look it up. Very quickly, because I'm not where I usually do the show, I'm actually with all of you sitting in a car in Los Angeles where I don't have my oh, computer no. open because I'm on the road. So hang on 10 seconds and I'm going to give you the right number, 7. It's 347-989-0776, And if you would like to send your question via Facebook or tweet it to us, it's Dr. Brenda Wade on Facebook, Dr. Brenda Wade, my Twitter handle, and our associate producer, Cliff Dunning, is standing by to take your questions, so feel free. All right, Carla, your heart was broken open for the better. Yes. Did you learn about yourself? Mm -hmm. Because this yes. wasn't the first time you were isolated. It wasn't the first time you were shunned. You had that experience all through your early childhood. You know you're right, and now I you had thought it of that in your adult. In your adult.
0: Yes. Life. Yes, and I put myself into this predicament for selfish reasons, but it ended up being the best experience, of course, of my life because it totally changed my life for the better. Because now I knew what what real love was it was caring it was protecting it was the things that these black students were doing for me who who really was the persecutor on the outside and it it totally blew my mind that they could still love after being uh at you know segregated the way they were and the harm that was caused to them that yet they could still love a white person this was you know this is what our nation doesn't understand yet what they're doing I think to each other and to another race because they're so fortunate that th- that this race is still able to love and so they taught me what love really was all about and definitely changed my life now
1: how did you discover meditation having come through Well
0: yeah having come through like right that. I've having come through that I now definitely was was changed in the way that I wanted to serve and, and end up I accepted a position of uh, working with Indians in uh in Utah. And th- while I was there, uh So you're with a- a
1: First Nation you're with the First Nations people of Utah. Which nation was it?
0: Well, they were the Navajos in in the beginning and then i transferred to albuquerque new mexico where we had 120 different tribes attending a a vocational school and and that's where i was working when during the summer we were allowed to take a few weeks off and go to a school in switzerland and i went there for post uh graduate uh, courses and it was there that, while I was there, I'm trying to make this quick. While I was there, I went to visit a shrine in uh, France, Lourdes. And it yes. was there that I, I are you familiar healing. with
1: it? Of course. The famous healing oh. shrine, for those who don't know, where many miracles have been yes, attributed to the, the healing waters of
0: Lourdes. You've got that right. That's right, the waters of uh, the Blessed Mother. Well, you know, as a child, I, like I told you, I was withdrawn. But I had seen the movie uh, The Song of Bernadette, which tells a story about this particular shrine. And she was a retarded child. So, you see, I could relate to that. And so I always relate. I didn't want anything to do with a god, but I could relate to the Blessed Mother because of that movie. And so when I was able to to go to the school, I uh, took when they I had a couple of days off. I took the train and went into Lords because I wanted to see that shrine now for myself. And that's where I, while I was there, I I had this experience uh, which was transcendental. I just went into a trance, and when I came out, I wasn't the same. Anyway, uh, when by the time I came back to the United States, I was a totally different person again. And but it was the experience at the black college, you see, that had opened my heart so that this experience could happen to me. And so what did I do with all of the work I did to become a psychologist? Uh, a few months later I walked away from my job and spent ten years on the road um and, and going around the world, uh studying different meditations, uh into mm. different retreats and and of course now uh, I'm, I'm I'm Christian. So now it was Jesus that I did get introduced to and I did start to follow and and he uh he taught taught me a certain meditation prayer that I call Christ-centered prayer. And and that's what we teach at retreats also for Christians. But what I discovered while I was teaching that we had a we had a group at, a, at our retreat center that was from a seminary uh, Episcopal group, and and these most of them were men. There was only one girl, but they were so restless; they couldn't seem to do the. Tw- See, it's twenty minutes every four twenty hours minutes of
1: meditation. Mm-hmm. Now this
0: was the Christ this is the Christ centered prayer one, so. But they couldn't do it. They were restless when they'd come to the classroom. So I'd say, What's your problem? And they said, We just can't sit like that. So I finally said to them one day, I said, Okay, can you do this? Can you give me one minute, just one minute, twice a day? Oh, they said, We can do that. So they did. Now, this is about six, seven years ago. So they did that. Brenda, in a couple of days, they were totally different they were they were a changed group i said what's going on they said i don't know they said but it works they said we do it for one minute twice a day uh they're not worried about their exams anymore they don't have the stress they had and and then i realized something hey this doesn't have to be christian one minute twice a day if they get in touch it's always it's the the touchstone is your spiritual arts center that's the, uh, in the east, they call chakra, the fourth chakra. And it's a right. vibrating energy center right in next to your heart there, cavity of your heart, and that's why they call it the heart center.
1: Well, Now, for those who don't know, let me explain. Chakras sound mysterious. They sound like something from, you know, the Vedas and those. Yeah, right, but let me right. tell you something about the chakras they actually are an energy center in your body because yes. your chakras are where all of your endocrine glands, your thymus gland, your thyroid yes. gland, you your gonads, right. your pancreas, all those things, the pituitary, all of those glands that control metabolic yes. function are little factories pumping out a lot of energy. And they're all right. called chakras in the east. We call right. them endocrine glands in the west. There's a lot of energy there. I just
0: There's want to seven of them.
1: them. Right. There's, There's
0: seven of them in the body. There's seven. So I about uh,
1: the one minute method because the only spiritual
0: heart, heart ones, center Carla. is 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 the fourth one, and it is the powerhouse. It 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 balances the three below it and the three above it, and yep. it's the ba- It's the finest energy, is right there in your very own heart center. And so the minute method is a method of becoming aware of this area right there between your breasts, this this center, this spiritual heart center. And when you get in touch with that, it changes out here. The results is out here. If it's stress, if it's motivation you need, whatever it is, It has a principle of supply. It's your nature, and it will... Now, here's
1: here's something for those who are thinking, now, what does that have to do with my love life? What does it have to do with my relationship with my beloved? Or if I'm single, what does it have to do with me? This is important. Talk about it, Carla.
0: Let me tell you what it has to do with you, because I get a lot of that with my work. Had one here today, a young man. The, what it has to do with relationships and even love life is it changes you so that others begin to respond to you differently and and in a loving way. and And those that should be attracted to you are attracted to you. But you see, first, you have to work on yourself. You have to make that contact with you. you work on yourself, and that energy changes that it energy vibrates you know you've you've heard people say, "Oh, I can't stand his vibes." That's what we're talking about and as you as you do this one minute twice a day, your own vibrations begin to change. You're cleaning out your house, and they get finer they get more loving, more calm, more peaceful. And then what happens? Relationships out here change. You're going to have the loved one of a love of your life that's attracted to you, that should be attracted to you. It's going to make a mm. world of
1: difference. Now this, here's something else, you know, I I should have confessed right up front, you know, I, I started out studying brain science. Uh, when I was at the University of Washington Med School in the primate lab. So for those who love science as much as I do, when you meditate, it changes your brain. it, yes, it literally does. literally makes the frontal lobes, which is the executive function of the brain, makes it grow and makes it dominant in your brain. Yes, that does. means if you're in a relationship, you can behave in a much more loving, open-hearted, civilized way because you're not coming from the primitive brain where you're reactive and angry and out of control. So meditation is really excellent on a vibratory level, yes, because everything's energy, but also because we all want to come from the higher part of the brain.
0: Yes so and Carla, this is the amazing part about it, Dr. Brenda. Yeah. We can do it with one minute twice a day. You do not that, have to sit for hey, that, you do not have means- oh yes, you do not have to sit thirty minutes or an hour cross legged or in any or a stiff position. I did all of these over the years now all you do is relax. you can sit on your couch, relax and and do this one minute twice a day. And it changes your entire life. You get the you get better results than you would if you were trying to meditate for for thirty minutes or an hour because you're getting more into concentration. Now this is not a concentration practice. This is beyond concentration. This takes you beyond the body and the mind to that center that is beyond all of it. And it and it's a calming center. It's a peaceful center, and it will help you to fulfill your potential in your relationships, in your business. I couldn't tell you the results that it's gotten over the years that I've worked with the Minute Method itself. It is a revolutionary method in the way of meditations. It totally changes people, and it does it much faster. What's
1: the most miraculous thing that you've seen? We have just a minute left being of the minute method. Uh, what would you like everyone to take away in this last couple of minutes, Carla?
0: Well, I'd, I'd like to t- have them realize what it is they want,
1: to
0: to ask themselves that, and to, and to let them know that this practice will help them to discover that they have a spiritual center that they know nothing about, that they could actually make contact. It is a reality. It doesn't have to be religious. It has nothing to do with that. It's a purity of a center that involves the the love that they're seeking, not only out here, but the love that they need for themselves.
1: So through this one-minute, twice-a-day practice, and Carla's book is called The One-Minute Method. The subtitle it is, Change Your Life. Realize Your Full Potential. So realize your full potential, whether it's your work life, your health, or your love life. You all know the research is pouring in on meditation and the tremendous value, and Carla is saying you can do it in just two minutes a day. That really is spectacular, Carla. I think I'm going to run and get your book, and I'm going to do a one-minute practice. I'm big on meditation, and I think that... Oh,
0: try. Please, Brenda. And very inexpensive. Kept the book very inexpensive, like $10.
1: Available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. There you go. Barnes & Noble, Amazon. Run and get it, everybody. Carla, thank you for sharing your extraordinary journey because from the outside, from the time you were a little girl, the outside world was hostile to you. You weren't really in it. Then you had a breakthrough in a world where you were alienated. You found love. You've worked with people who seemed so different from yourself only to discover that all of our hearts are the same. Right.
0: And there is a Thank book you. on that. There, The book is called Walking on the Grass, also on Beautiful. Amazon, by a traditional Beautiful. publisher. And anybody who wants to know what that year was like. Well, let's they're, they're stay with your, your book things. for
1: now so people don't get confused. It's the one-minute method, everybody. Go and get yes. that book. And I'm sure Carla's got a bibliography there with her other favorite kids. Thank you yes. for joining us, Carla.
0: Thank you, everyone,
1: for being with us tonight. And if you want to know more about how meditation can affect your love life, join me next Saturday, the 25th of April, at the New Living Expo in the San Francisco Bay Area, where I'll be talking about date, mate, and meditate, all about how your spiritual life affects your love life and how to get the most out of your love life and your spiritual life. All right, it's a pleasure, always a pleasure. Thank you to LeBron Green, our great producer, to Cliff Dunning, our wonderful associate producer, to our sponsor, Rainbow Grocery, here in the San Francisco Bay Area where all the food is vegetarian and very, very, very natural and organic. All right, everyone, blessings, good night. I'm sorry, I'm